How's it going, Greater Olean? Love Talk Radio. How's it going, Greater Olean? Welcome to our weekly podcast. I'm Christian Gravis. On this episode, we will be speaking about how St. Bonaventure University students are helping out with hurricane relief efforts down in Houston. Uh, on our show today, we've got guest Adam Ditcher. Adam is a graduate student in the School of Business, and recently he went down to Houston with Jim Mahar, a finance professor in the School of Business, to check out the hurricane damage and see how the students here at Bonus could help. So, Adam, thanks for being here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Christian. So, uh, Adam, if you just want to tell us a little bit about your trip down to Houston, uh, I believe it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, what was the goal going down there? Um, you know, what did you see? Who did you interact with? Um, if you just want to start out, giving us kind of a li- little bit of an overview of your trip. Yeah, absolutely. So we went down over midterm break uh, probably about like a week and a half ago. And it was myself, Dr. Mahar, and Reed McElfresh, who's a Bonner Response Board nem- member. Excuse me. And so we went down from, we got there on a Saturday morning at 1.30 in the morning. So we flew out pretty late on Friday. And Saturday we spent, and Sunday as well, we spent volunteering with a group called All Hands, which is a very large uh, volunteer organization that Dr. Mahar actually um, is connected with because he knows the gentleman who started it. And they started probably around the same time as Bonner responds back uh, around Hurricane Katrina in 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. And All Hands has kind of grown to become very large, and so they have camps at a lot of the different places where uh, there's been hurricanes. So they have some people in down in Florida, there's some people in the Virgin Islands, they're working on expanding into Puerto Rico, but um, basically they do a lot of disaster relief, and so we spent our first two days staying with them and working uh, with them. So the first day we were at a distribution center that was up in the northeast part of Houston, and we were handing out, excuse me, certain, um, like, some little bit of clothing, uh, mostly underwear, as well as uh, food supplies for people for their homes, cleaning supplies so that they could disinfect and try to get the house to be a little bit uh, more livable and try to get the mold out from the flooding, as well as uh, some health care supplies because a lot of people just didn't have um, basic things that, that you would have in your home in order to take care of yourself, like shampoo or soap or deodorant or things that... Um, just got washed away in the flood. So that was Saturday. Um, Sunday we spent, uh, well, we actually got split up on Sunday. I went back to Northeast Houston and uh, helped uh, translate for the lady that was doing assessing of homes. So that was a great experience. I got to see the insides of a lot of the homes before all hands worked on them, which is a very humbling experience. Uh, Dr. Mahar and Reed that day went and were on a work site doing some subflooring. Uh, I know that their experience was not great. Their uh, their leader of their site was pretty disorganized, and they were kind of frustrated by the end. But um, obviously one bad experience doesn't reflect all hands as a whole. So that was Sunday. Monday is all hands' day off. They work six days a week. So Monday we spent going to look for jobs, and that is where we happened to get a reference to go down to Dickinson, Texas, and we met a pastor by the name of Pastor Amos uh, Sudwell. I think that's his last name. I hope I didn't mess that up. But Pastor Amos is um, the the pastor at Mount Olive uh, Church down in Dickinson, and Dickinson is 
if you don't know, is south of Houston, and it's basically right on the Gulf. Uh, the church is probably two miles away from the Gulf Coast, and the, the town itself has not really gotten a lot of help yet. There is a presence um, down there by like one or two organizations that are doing as much as they can, but uh, there's a lot of people that need help. FEMA is down there, but they're only providing loans to people, and Dickinson is not the, the highest area for GDP per capita. So a lot of people who would be receiving these loans probably couldn't pay off the loans before there was a hurricane, let alone after there's a hurricane, and they lose a lot of their assets. So there's a great need down there for volunteer work, and we are going to be looking at setting up a camp at Mount Olive and working with Pastor Amos. It's a great location for, uh, for a spring break trip for people, and uh, so that's the main place that we're looking at working. I'm sure that we'll have different work sites in different areas as well, uh, but yeah, so overall it was a very rewarding experience. Awesome. Now, you said uh, when you went down there you were handing out supplies to these people. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's long lines to get these necessities. Uh, and just the fact that these people just had their lives basically ripped apart, everything they know is, is underwater or destroyed or missing. What is the overall morale of these people? Are they just completely devastated? Are they happy to see that help is They're down there? They're surprisingly upbeat, truthfully. Okay. Um, I had some, some fairly good interactions with some people who... Uh, for lack of a better term, I probably would not have ever met without this experience. Um, there are obviously some, some people that probably could have used assistance before there even was a hurricane just due to economic conditions. So um, the hurricane relief gives them an opportunity in order to get, get some help uh, even though they might not even have a home that was destroyed by a hurricane. So there's a lot of people that are receiving assistance and a lot of the people that have homes are just trying to kind of make the best of it. Um, nobody's obviously particularly thrilled about the situation, but I get the feeling that the area's just trying to kind of make the most of it and do their best in order to rebuild. The, the main question is, is how and how they're going to be able to afford that. So Now you're saying uh, Dickinson, Texas has a small, now is that a suburb, suburb outside of Houston? Um, I don't think it's close enough to be a suburb. I'm not super familiar with Texas. It was my first time down in that area, but um, it's probably like an hour drive okay. south of Houston. Um, whether it's technically a suburb or not, I don't know, but it's it's fairly close, but it's not close enough in order to be receiving the vast amount of aids that Houston and the greater Houston area are receiving from organizations. Yeah, I think that's a big issue that we see with social media. Um, we see with you know, on the news and whatnot, it's always, it's pray for Houston, it's, um, you know, send these supplies, send people, send whatever you can to Houston, but but we oftentimes forget that there are these areas that got hit just as bad as Houston that are an hour, two hours, hour and a half, whatever, away from the actual city that aren't receiving as much attention. So to have students from St. Bonaventure go down and work in that area, um, it definitely probably means a lot to these people. Yeah, absolutely. And so there was, there was a lot of of people that were just very friendly, and we um, we got a lot of thank yous and a lot of people um, just kind of did whatever they could in order to, in order to help us because we were helping them. So, for example, um, I'm terribly sorry and I forget the the name of the lady in, in the Buffalo Airport who took our bags. But um, if you don't fly a lot or are unfamiliar with Delta, Delta uh, does not 
have free check bags like Southwest does. So to check any luggage at all costs $25, as long as, and that's if you're under the weight limit. So the lady in Buffalo, once she found out that we were with Bonner Responds and we were going to help people in Texas, um, just like as, as an act of kindness, she waived our baggage fees for us. And just kind of little stuff like that that, that really made the difference. Um, we went into a, a firehouse subs, and the gentleman that was uh, the manager gave uh, gave us our drinks for free because we were down there helping. Um, so it was just little little things that people did um, and said to us that just showed us that, like, yeah, they're in a really bad situation, um, but they're absolutely grateful that, that people are taking notice and trying to assist them. As a Franciscan University, you love to see things like that. That's what we base our education on here. That's the foreground that the school is built upon. And so now, come spring break, we're going to be actually sending students down to the Houston area to be working. Um, do you know any plans right now as to what the students could expect to do, how many we expect to bring, just some details on that? Um, I can provide some rough estimates. We still need to work out a lot of details, obviously still being a couple months away. Um, right now we're looking at probably that flights are going to be cheaper than taking a bus, which is the general consensus right now. How that looks in the upcoming months obviously depends a lot on flight price fluctuation, which over the last year has been extremely inconsistent. So we will see, but we did cost out what it would cost in order to bring a bus full of students, and it's about $325 a student because not only do you have to pay for gas for the bus, but you have to not only have a driver, but you have to fly multiple drivers to different locations because one person can't drive all the way from, from St. Bonaventure down to Houston. So we would actually need to pay airfare uh, for drivers as well as hotels and, and that kind of stuff, as well as a tip. And um, So the cost of the bus is actually a lot more than at least I initially expected not having done this before. So we currently are looking at just trying to get people down there any way that we can. I think in like the next month or so, we'll probably, well, we'll definitely have a meeting in order to discuss with people like what we found and, and show them some pictures and talk to them about the, the plan more concretely. But I would say right now, if you have the ability in order to purchase a plane ticket, you probably should do that. Um, I know that we're looking at flying people into... Um, not not Bush. There's another shoot. There's a second airport in Houston. I'll look that up real quick. But the, there's an airport that's only like 15 minutes away from Dickinson where we'd be working, and it's also an airport uh, that Southwest flies into. And Southwest flights last time that we checked down to Houston were like 200 ish and some dollars. So. Me. While Adam looks at up, I'll just add, um, Adam and I are both members of St. Bonaventure's Enactus Club. Uh, it's a nationally recognized entrepreneurial club. Um, and every year we take a trip down to the Bahamas where we do service work. Um, we work with kids in schools. And I feel like what Adam and Dr. Mahar uh, did this past, or two weeks ago down in Houston, really reflects what Enactus is as a whole. Um, Bonner Response actually falls underneath the umbrella of Anactus almost as a club that is, is, is uh, Adam shaking his head at me right now saying that they don't fall together. But we I partner, will add, we partner they partner because 
Dr. Todd Palmer, who is the leader of Enactus, and uh, Dr. Mahar, who is the leader of Bonner Responds, are great friends. Uh, Mahar comes down with us to the Bahamas, and he does a lot of similar things that we will be seeing kids doing in Houston in the Bahamas. Absolutely. Um, I did find the name of the airport is the William Mojave Airport. It's about 15 minutes, uh, 15 minute drive from where we would be working in Dickinson with Pastor Amos. So if you can get a flight into Hobby, I would highly recommend that. All right. So I guess we'll just finish with this, Adam. Why do you see, obviously the need is there, but why St. Bonaventure? Why a school that's thousands of miles away in New York, why is it important for us specifically to be down there? What does St. Bonaventure add that, say, another group couldn't? So let me start by just talking a little bit more about the area. Um, obviously, it's, it's going to be good for work. Uh, it, it was actually quite interesting in order to do, um, like, damage assessment with Dr. Mahar because, obviously, you want people to be getting assistance, but we are looking for people who are not receiving assistance, so whenever we were in Houston, excuse me, we were, we were kind of melancholy a little bit, I'd say, because um, a lot of people are already receiving assistance, but the first few days, other than some select pocketed areas, we were kind of like, well, there's not really a whole lot to do here. Like, we might not even have any anywhere to go down here for a trip in order to help people, which, you know, is, is good because people are getting help, but at the same time, it, it kind of puts a wash in our plans. Um, Dickinson, obviously, is, is good for work. Uh, everything's within, like, two to three miles of where we'll be working, and there's still a lot to do. So uh, Dickinson itself uh, is good for that. It's also, because of its proximity to the coast, going to be much easier to pitch to students as a spring break trip. I know that a lot of people who would be going would be giving up, um, would be considered a more college-esque spring break trip to, like, Miami Beach or um, somewhere more um, tropical with beaches and drinks and the sorts. So, but uh, Dickinson does have some uh, places that you can go at night. There's a tiki bar that's right on the golf and looks very nice. There's a couple other restaurants down uh, on the strip of the road that's right next to the golf, and the golf itself is absolutely beautiful. We spent two hours there. Um, Dr. Mahar, if you don't know him, likes to run a lot during the day. So he went for a run along the Gulf, and Reed and myself just kind of sat and talked about the trip and what we'd seen and what we were going to do and just relax next to the Gulf. And it was it was really nice. It was really quite beautiful. So uh, I think that once people get a better understanding of the area and, and know, like, hey, this trip isn't necessarily just, you know, work yourself you know, your hands to the bone for seven days instead of going on, like, a vacation. It's, well, we work hard, but we also play hard, and um, it's it's just a good experience overall. I think that'll make it a lot easier to, to pitch to people. Now, after discussing uh, that little um, caveat to try to get people to come, let me actually answer your question. Uh, I really think that something that Pastor Amos said really – stuck with me. Uh, we asked him, him him why people should come in order to help people in Dickinson, and his response was, there by the grace of God go I, meaning, yes, people in, in Texas recently got hit by a hurricane, uh, and we up here did not, and obviously we're, we're very 
upset for them. We're very blessed that everything that we have is okay. But natural disasters could easily happen anywhere to anyone. And it's almost our responsibility as human beings, especially human beings from a Franciscan university that really try to embody um, what it means in order to, to be a good person, in order to help people that are in need and who literally just by stroke of luck in Mother Nature um, are less fortunate than we are. Because these are, these are all people that live daily lives much like you and I just in Texas instead of in western New York. But it's not like, um, you know, it's not like they're people that, that don't work hard or don't, you know, can't provide for themselves or are lazy or any of, like, reasons why people would come up with in order to, to not help other people, um, which I think are excuses, but that's just me. Uh, but these are these are people that are just like everybody else that just happen to get a really bad stroke of terrible luck uh, because of Hurricane Harvey. And I think it's it's almost our responsibility in order to go help them as best that we can. Um, I hope that answers your question. It definitely does. And, uh, yeah, the the storm made landfall in September, and this trip late is going August. late August, September, August 29th. August 29th. And, uh, the would be the trip and you you look at that and you say oh that's like why why aren't you going why aren't you sending people like now when when the most of the damage is there but what people don't always understand is there's still damage from hurricane katrina in new orleans from 2005 the um the people at all hands told us that they expect to be in the greater houston area for over two years in order to help them continue to rebuild and there's a lot of damage now but really what they're doing right now is just focusing on getting all of the trash and uh, cleaning and mucking and gutting the houses um, and sanitizing them and bleaching them so that the mold stops growing, but they really haven't even started, all hands at least, hasn't really started the rebuilding process at all. And that in itself is going to take a lot of time, and they don't even currently have a timeline as to when they're going to start that. I had to make a lot of phone calls in order to set up appointments for assessing, and one of the things that happened a lot was that people told us, oh, well, somebody came and and sanitized my house, and uh, we cleaned it out, and it's gutted. We just need to rebuild. And there's still a lot of houses that have not gotten that far. Um, Another big problem, obviously, down in Texas is that you get into um, people who are legally versus illegally in the country, and if you are a person that does not have um, the proper paperwork in order to be here, you definitely are not going to go to the government and ask them for assistance with your home. Uh, The one home that we went into was absolutely, the the smell of the mold in the home was absolutely overpowering. Um, And when we left, the lady who I was doing assessments with looked at me and she almost had tears in her eyes and she said, we should not have been in that house without masks on they should not be in that house without masks on. And they've been living there for a month, and nobody has done anything in that home. And that's after a month. So there's definitely plenty to be done down there. And regardless of when the academic schedule allows us to take people down there, there will be plenty to do even in late February and early March. Thank you very much, Adam. Uh, That concludes our show for today. We appreciate having Adam here. And if you are interested in listening um, and you'd like to go down to 
Houston, that area, to help out during spring break, please get in contact with Adam or Dr. Mahar or pretty much anyone else that you could find in the Enactus room in the Swan Business Center. So thank you very much and enjoy.